0: Hi, and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric Kruger, and as always, it is very good to be with you. Um, I'm recording, of course, with my ever-elegant co-host who finds himself in uh, Cape Town with a big smile on his face. John, how's things going, brother?
1: (laughs) The reason I got a smile on my face is because you you didn't know which way you were going in that introduction. You're like, so good. How's it? Uh, Great to be here. You know, it happens to me sometimes when I'm recording and I got to find the next word that I wasn't expecting to use. And so I saw that happen to you. Good. I'm great. Uh, It seems to be a bit of a summer spell here in Cape Town. It's a really, really warm sort of couple days. Looks like it's going to be warm for another while back. So I don't want to say I bring the sunshine where I go, but anyway, we can just leave that up there. Correlation
0: and causation.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We won't say who caused (laughs) the amazing weather um yeah all good man really really uh, busy relearning a whole bunch of new skills as we were speaking offline is really trying to rethink our careers you know and, and and what we're doing and how we're going about it how are you um eric how's how's life in choberg and how's life with uh, the new doggo? yeah
0: so yeah um sure did you have to bring him into the conversation today it's Should can we include a picture of my garden somehow in this podcast uh, as he as he killed it, geez, dude, the, the it two out. of them. It's just I love the fact that they are playing so nicely together. But my garden just hates yeah. it. So yeah, I actually yeah, had to yeah. phone the pool guy because they dug a hole and they dug all the all the dirt went into the pool. So my pool is black now. Wow. Because the oh, it's just God. covered in, in sand at the bottom. So someone has to come and like vacuum that out. <laughs> so oh, my
1: God. It's like having two naughty kids. Geez.
0: Yeah, but listen, otherwise yeah. all good. Um, like you said, relearning many things, trying different things. I think yeah. you know, once I came across this idea of the transitions between the endings, the starts, the the wilderness, it's been such a metaphor mm. for me and such an understanding of where I find myself mm. and as we were speaking mm. about but before, you know, I'm, I'm on this real clarity finding mission in many different things that I do, and and trying to pin down a bit more of like what exactly it is that I do, because um, I often feel like we do or I do too many things, and I want to just pin it down a bit more, and like just create some structure for myself. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it's but it's been and good. it's hard,
1: to, it's it's it, it's hard to do that when we don't understand exactly what's coming. It's,
0: that's that makes but, it very hard. You know, mm. We we very hard, mm. and I
1: think it's really exhausting. Being in a world where you are constantly uncertain,
0: mm.
1: it's just really tiring mm. because you don't know how long, you don't know when, you don't know the repercussions, you, don't, you just don't know anything. So I think it's this fitness that we are evolving into and being forced to become uh, comfortable with uncertainty, mm. which is something that is totally opposite to everything that we've known as human beings. So I think its it, I think it's great that you're looking for clarity, but I would also just like say, Just relax with it. Don't don't worry about it because I think it's evolving and and we need to be okay with how it's going to evolve because you might come to some clarity and then uh, in two months something major happens in the world and that doesn't mean anything. So I'm I'm, I'm practicing trying to be as open-ended with as many different expressions of my business and my skills at the moment and just experimenting consistently, you know, and just trying to different things out Mm. and researching new things. Mm.
0: Yeah, planting new seeds, going down different pathways. I totally get that. Um, mm. I guess you know. Let's not turn this into a coaching session. Um, we have something else that we want to speak. <laughs>
1: that we want to speak about. <laughs> Why not? This was, I think this is going to go down a... this podcast. <laughs> no, but this whole point of the podcast was that we were going to turn this conversation, uh, a coaching conversation or a thinking partner conversation, into a podcast. And so I think you should go again with that well, question. Why not? Well,
0: let's let's do that at uh, at maybe the next uh, podcast, and maybe also let's invite a listener to to come through this process with us. Get someone oh, that we can okay. coach.
1: Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: we'll put that out there.
1: Throw that on me while we live. So, yeah, okay, <laughs> no problem. I'll go with it because I want to be yes and that type of guy. Not so if you are
0: interested so in, yes uh, in joining the podcast at uh, at some point, eric at modernbreed.com. Uh, just email me and I'll get it set up for us. And you can uh, you can join us and have a bit of a coaching session here with us live on the podcast. There we go.
1: Wow. Okay, that just came out of nowhere. We didn't even speak about that offline. Okay, why not? So That sounds like a good and fun thing to do.
0: (laughs) Listen, so what we actually want to then chat about today was actually your your recent TV uh, appearance and the topic of that appearance. So what was that all about?
1: So I got an email out of nowhere asking me to talk about um, the future of parenting and materialize... uh, materialistic goals. And it was really interesting because I think the question is really great because what's happened to us is that we have preempted or predetermined what success looks like, and it's always in material terms. Mm. It's never in any other terms. Any other terms aren't really celebrated by society. And unfortunately, this idea around materialism is ruining the world around us. Quite literally, we can see ecosystems being... uh, like destroyed because we are so focused on material wealth and material accumulation because of the indoctrination that we've had from the industrial revolution around efficiency, productivity, and showing your wealth in material terms. And so it was a great question, but before I go into any interview, I try and research as much as possible. And this time I researched um, 10 subjects that we need to be teaching our kids Uh, as they prepare Mm. for this complex world. Uh, A little while back, I did speak about the difference between complicated world and a complex world. Complicated world is a world of patterns that are repeated. And this is something easy to study for, utilizing maths and automation. You can work your way out of a complicated world. But a complex world is a world with patterns that do not repeat. Mm. And so you cannot utilize automation and mathematics like we used to. You cannot work your way out of it utilizing the old skills. So we have to be able to understand that there are new, brand new skills that are required in a world that's complex and not complicated. So as I put the picture up on social media that I was doing the interview, I got a lot of messages asking me about the link to the interview. And to be honest with you, it was was only a 10-minute interview, but the link is not live yet. And the more emails I got and the more questions I got about this, I realized that this is a burning topic that Mm. many, many people have. And rightfully so, because we can see the world changing, but the education system, unfortunately, isn't. And the reason it's not is because they don't know what to do. And if they did know what to do, then they would apply those things. So I researched and I came up with 10 things and I've decided to put together a future proofing your child masterclass and I'll be running them and putting them online and the press and, and sort of marketing it real soon. But I thought I'd take some of the points and share them with mm. our listeners and also tell our listeners that I'm running this. I think it's a topic that school teachers, principals, anybody in education and anybody with a child would love to know more of. And I think, again, as you very wisely said, it's great to look at information. and But the problem is that most people just glance at information. They don't actually dive deep into it. And I think that's why it's important for us to workshop the mm. points that I'm going to take us
0: through. Mm. Awesome. And just, yeah. you know, whenever this comes out, um, by then there might be some marketing happenings. Where can people find out more? Just email you?
1: Yeah. The email just be hello at com, and cool. we'll send you a whole bunch of details. Um, but yeah, for the moment, we're going to be doing a two day, one hour a day masterclass on this topic of future proofing your child. And so, yeah, let's get stuck let's into go it. it and let's try and figure out some of the points that we have here. So we know that the world of the internet is incredibly busy. And the worst idea is to think that you've got a retail store and all you need to do is put it online and everything will be fine. We know that it's even busier online than it is offline. And so what we have to do is we need to develop trust amongst all the noise that's happening out there. And the way we build trust is the first subject that we need to be teaching our children about. And the first subject is called storytelling. Understanding how we need to be able to tell stories, both offline and online, is incredibly important to build trust with people around you, to get people to join your movement and people to join your mission to achieve what it is you want to achieve. You could have the best idea in the world, but not be able to be a storyteller and you'll be lost in all the noise. So imagine a subject where you would have to pitch an idea every week to your class by studying TED Talks and becoming comfortable be becoming a storyteller, whether you're telling stories online or offline. Now, if you think about it, when we were at school, Eric, we spoke in public once in a while and some people would go and debate everybody else was totally away from that concept but imagine we had a subject called storytelling mm. and that's the first subject that i think is really really important And I think you and i are comfortable speaking on uh, on stage but how often have you heard somebody say they would never do that i don't know mm. how
0: you do that yeah because probably speaking according to many people is the the scariest thing in the world it's I mean, they yeah. said stat, which I think is totally wrong, but it says it's the number one fear for people in the world. But I think it just kind of gets to the I heart. Thought it was
1: number two, but, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it just depends.
0: Yeah. But even that, like, I mean, there are so many more things that are more scary than speaking in front of people. But, well, for
1: you, for but you. still,
0: Eric. I mean, as a yeah. as a global population, for that to be number one or two, to me, yeah. that kind of blows my mind.
1: That's yeah, rubbish. Um, yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's true.
0: But but either way. But either way, I think it's a great skill to cultivate because it also, you know, copywriting and um, putting a narrative to something. It, it, it's everything in sales, in marketing, in leadership. Like it, it really gives you a good understanding and grasp for any business that you end up creating or being a part of moving forward. So apart from just being a good life skill and teaching you how to articulate yourself and and structure your thinking, I think it it plays so well into the business side of it. So I totally get that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we all need that skill moving forward. It's not something that's just left for the extroverts. Mm. It's, it's something you need to hone in on and get better at. Mm. So that's, that's the first one. And I think really such an important one that we have never had at schools. And so storytelling is the first one that I researched. And I've got a bunch more examples, but I'll keep it short for this podcast. Cool. The second one is, can you teach passion. And we've got to realize that some people are just naturally more passionate and other people just aren't. But the way you discover what you're passionate about is exposure. And what happens to most schools is that they don't get exposed to enough different careers, enough different subjects to see what it is that actually sparks them and wakes them up. And so what used to happen in old sort of uh, your parent meet the parents uh, days or parents talking about their careers, you'd have your dad stand up and talk about being an accountant and you'd see Jimmy's dad and mom and Sarah's mom talking about their careers. And you would have been exposed to maybe 20 careers when if, if you had something like that at your school. But today we have this opportunity to be exposed to an abundant number of careers using YouTube and many other sort of online platforms. So imagine a subject that you had to present your career of choice every month with reasons and with videos to unpack what it is in that career that you love so much and that you want to apply yourself in. And you know what? Your career will change like it always did. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to be an uh, Olympic runner. That was my thing. Because I remember watching um, the Olympics that year and I was so enthralled by it. And I really just wanted to be all part of it. But then obviously, you know, the next year I wanted to be an astronaut. (laughs) But I went deep into the idea of running everywhere. I remember telling my mom, I want to run everywhere because I'm going to be an athlete at the Olympics. And so imagine a subject called the career of the future. And you had to present your career Mm, of the future that you like using videos and reasons why. Because of uh, your um, current Set of passions. Mm,
0: I love it, and then kids get exposed to everyone else else's learnings and teachings, and yeah, over time, like it really compounds, and you are exposed to so many different careers. I mean, if I think of my my own life when I came out of school, I was going to be a doctor or a physiotherapist, and my my world was pretty small. So, like, you kind of have these sort of it's called like almost a big five kind of work jobs that you might look for you know like accounting or the medical field or yeah and so Mm. you miss out on a a ton of other options that are available to you ton yeah
1: yeah
0: i like it imagine you were told
1: that you could do like i mean i don't know i don't know how many different careers there are out there let's say Mm. a mountain hiking tour guide in i don't know somewhere in the rockies Mm. i mean imagine the kid would love that and like want to go and do that so Yes, I think we haven't exposed our kids to their passions enough. And so I think that's really important. One of the things we must take care of as well is the lady that was on the TV show with me, um, she was saying that her kids are looking to work in careers that pay the most. And so they were judging what they should do based on how much money they could make. Mm. And I I said to her, I said, you must realize that when you're passionate about what you're doing, money comes to you. You don't have to chase money at all in any way. It just arrives. You know, that's why you're so rich, Eric. Because you know, people just stop, can't stop paying you to come and shed your wisdom on. <laughs> so I like the fact that you say I'm not rich. You didn't say that. Well, you too know, rich. I, I just uh, okay.
0: It's a it's an elegant approach not to take on your co-host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kaching, ching, was that you? Kaching, ching. Money in the background. Anyway,
0: okay, moving on. Okay, two. so
1: moving on. Number three is Einstein had a famous saying. He said. I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. And it can be said that curiosity is actually responsible for all scientific and technological advances. And so we must realize that curiosity has been kicked out of us at school. And we were told to conform. And so we need to build our children into great questioners, questioning the world as much as they can through a process of curiosity. But curiosity, also coupled with experimentation, really starts to make the subject come alive. And the process of asking questions, creating and testing hypotheses, and repeating the experimentations until the truth is found is something we never do at school. And you must realize the best companies in the world have found their success So significantly, relentlessly experimenting until their product and services are slap bang on with what their customers want. I know this because at Future Self Academy, we have fine-tuned and pivoted our business model so many times. And we're only six months old. And we are constantly pivoting it, trying to figure out what's working. And you know what's so funny? We just increased our price of courses by 30% and we're selling more. Mm. I mean, that was just just an experimentation. So Mm -hmm. imagine. A subject at school where your children who learn the skill of asking a question, proposing a hypothesis, designing an experiment, gathering the data, and then reaching a conclusion. Every month, they must go out and be curious about a subject, experiment, propose a hypothesis, and then gather data and come to a conclusion. Mm. And so curiosity and experimentation are another subject. And subject number three, that I think that most people have never done before until they get into a startup.
0: Yeah, listen, I mean, this is like right up my alley. This is the kind of stuff that I live for. And it's exactly what you go through when you get to a to a master's level. Because then it's not, you know, when you when you're going through a master's degree, it's not about the right or the wrong answer anymore. It's about here are all the problems in the world. You go and contribute to that. You go and find out your own research around like how might you contribute to this um understanding of a complex world. Because school actually teaches you how to solve complicated problems. That's actually all they do, whereas not complex not ones. complex ones, mm. and when you yes. teach curiosity, you teach how to solve complex problems because well, not even how to solve them because they can't get solved, but how you contribute towards finding more finding better solutions, uh, even if they are just temporary so I really like that. Um, I made another note here that there's this idea of a strategic mindset, and the strategic mindset just says that perseverance and tenacity isn't enough. Like You can't just run with your, your head into the wall a thousand times. At some point mm-hmm. you have to step back mm. and take a bit of a, like a look around your environment and say, well, actually there might be a different way of doing things and we need to teach that there are multiple ways of doing the same thing. This binary way of thinking is outdated. It's, it doesn't get us yeah. anywhere. So I really like that.
1: Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, next subject is called Perseverance and Grit. So we must realize that doing anything big, bold, and significant in life is hard work. There's no shortcuts. You can't just give up when the going gets tough. And the mindset of persistence, of grit, is a learned behavior that shouldn't be taught, which should be taught from a very early age, especially when it's tied to pursuing a child's passion. So imagine a weekly presentation. That showcases the careers of great entrepreneurs and highlights their story of persistence. And so I would add to that pivoting and persistence. Because mm. you like you said, you know, persistence can be um, like resilience, it can be used in the wrong context. And what we can do is utilize it in the right context, which means I'm pivoting more, I'm um, persistent about changing many different things. I mean, Mark and I, my partner at Future Self Academy, we laugh sometimes because we speak to each other five times a day and at the beginning of the week, we were damn sure that that strategy was going to work incredibly well. By the Friday, we're laughing because it didn't work at all and it cost us I don't know how much money. But that was the thing is that we laugh at each other because sometimes we also get off a call with somebody and they're like, You've done everything wrong. And we're like, oh my God, I'm just going to fall over and die here because we put so much money and effort into this thing. But you know, that is the thing with grit and perseverance. And I don't think there's any business out there that doesn't utilize this skill set. And kids of today, unfortunately, have got this idea of the microwave oven creating everything as quickly as possible and don't really understand the behind the scenes of grit and perseverance because also the way they've been parented has made them soft in a certain way because all of a sudden parents are hyper aware of how they treat their kids and what happens to their kids. Whereas I guess our parents didn't really know that they were programming a software. They didn't realize, you know, that putting that lack of effort into your kid was and and hitting the kid or whatever it was, was affecting them long-term. That's a new idea. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe 20 years old. And so the kids are softer, meaning that they don't have much grit that they're able to utilize to get through any tough times.
0: Yeah, um, all I heard was uh, that you and Mark speak five times a day, and I haven't heard from you in five days. That's 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 all I really heard. After that, I sort of cut out. <laughs> look,
1: look, um, look! You've said you've said
0: uh, uh, you've said uh,
1: podcasts once or twice. Like you're doing another podcast. This is something we have to, we have to go and get a bromance uh, podcast here. trying to figure out uh, the boundaries of this friendship. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop speaking tomorrow. I promise I won't <laughs> speak
0: tomorrow. Cool, Cool. I, I like it. There. I like it.
1: Okay, cool. Number five. Okay, cool. And the last one, um, I have got 10, but I'm not going to go through all of them. I think we're out of time already. But the last one is called technology. And it's not about becoming focused on a technology, but really what it's about is understanding that rapidly, acceleratingly, exponentially, technology is taking over our lives. And understanding how these work, really give us a full benefit of the potential of how they could possibly give us an opportunity to be more successful. So giving the kids an overview of exponential technologies such as computation, sensors, networks, artificial intelligence, digital manufacturing, genetic engineering, virtual reality and robotics, just to name a few. This module is not about making your child an expert in any technology. It's more about giving them the language of these new tools. And conceptually, an overview of how they might use a technology in the future. So, imagine a subject uh, teaching kids through play and demonstration of what tech out there is out there and the potential they hold for them living out their passions and their curiosity.
0: Mm. You know what? What kind of strikes me is that um, I don't, I'm not quite sure what you have planned for the masterclass. I'm sure it's going to be brilliant, but. It might be a really cool opportunity for people who attend the masterclass to also go, well, how would you design a class around these topics? Because mm. what you've been going through, like the, the examples of it has been really driving it home for me. And, and I can, mm. you know, it's one thing to talk about grit as something we need to teach or curiosity we need to teach or, um, mm. passion and career management that we need to teach. But it's another thing mm. when you articulated it in the way that you did in terms of, imagine what this class could look like and Mm. it would be really interesting to hear you know once you have a master class where a couple of people are attending to hear how would they go about designing these classes and you could then already start designing those things for your kids at home so i think there's a there's a real nice tie into that
1: well that's the thing you know a lot of kids um, parents are frustrated that their kids are learning x y and z at school but you know you could be creating some Mm. of these at home just like you said you know like you could make Thursday nights uh, pitching nights. Mm. You could make Tuesday nights uh, present to me uh, passion and a subject that you want to be working in in your future. So they don't have to be taken to school. They can be done anywhere in the world, really. But I think they're important to give the examples and then workshop those examples mm. and then come out of it as a masterful parent or teacher that can help uh, kids, yours and others. You know. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's a really helpful tool. And while I was doing the research, it really got me to think about Uh, a lot of these subjects in a way that I hadn't. And uh, so, yeah, looking forward to holding the masterclass. And so if you are listening to this podcast, look out on social media, we'll be uh, releasing some of the ideas and dates around this masterclass. Uh, Yeah. Thanks Eric for hosting uh, the topic. Yeah.
0: Thank you. And uh, for all the listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Please make sure to uh, subscribe. Obviously, if you haven't subscribed yet to rate the podcast, we are so close to 60 reviews. Uh, We want to cross that, uh, that threshold soon and we can only do it with your help. So uh, thank you for those who have left us reviews. And, of course, share this podcast um, if you think that there's someone who can really find benefit in this. And I think anyone who has a child, um, who is trying to raise a child in this very extremely complex world that we find ourselves in, uh you have a lot of empathy from me. I'm, I'm raising two dogs and that, to me, is really hard. So you have a lot of empathy. And I think uh, this kind of thinking can really help you go – Uh, very far and help your kids really develop in the best way possible to deal with this complex world. So thank you for that. Uh, John, it was great to hear your voice after five days and um, (laughs) everyone else, see you next time.